This is the Black and Blue Report presented by ABC Insurance Agencies, a better choice for insurance. Now from Studio B or wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Sean Kelly. And we're back. How about that? A little break on Black and Blue Report, but we are here post-Mardi Gras. Everybody had a safe and happy and healthy holiday. Not everybody celebrates, understand that, but of course I'm speaking to Saints and Pelicans fans here on the Gulf Coast. Hi again, everybody. I'm Sean Kelly. Greetings from Studio B today on Airline Drive, where the Pelicans just got done with shoot-around today in preparation for their game with the Detroit Pistons tonight. And we have a lot of folks traveling up to Indianapolis on the foot side as the NFL Combine is firing up and uh, really kind of kicking this offseason into a high-gear free agency as well uh, for the NFL folks too. So we'll have lots to talk about. We'll we'll start back today here on Ash Wednesday with a, a good basketball conversation with David Wesley. It's a Wesley Wednesday, of course. And uh, also for uh, our football side, Ross Dellinger from The Advocate. He's on the LSU beat, and he'll help us get into our combine conversation uh, with the LSU players who will be performing it's a good word for it, performing up in Indianapolis this uh, this week and throughout the weekend. So, good show for you today. Two great conversations. As I mentioned, the Pelicans are home tonight. They are set to take on the Detroit Pistons, the lone visit of the year of the uh, Motor City fellas. And, unfortunately, the Pelicans will be without DeMarcus Cousins. He will be serving a one-game suspension um, in honor of the technical foul that was called on him on Sunday at Oklahoma City. Um, while I'm I'm not really supposed to comment on it. I'll just leave it at that. It came early in the game, and I'm not supposed to comment on it, and I'll leave it at that. Anyway, uh, so DeMarcus has to sit tonight. The Pelicans will work without him. Could be a heavy workload then, obviously, on Anthony Davis, Andrew Holiday, uh, both who are set to play tonight uh, here at home. Should be a good crowd tonight. I hope that's the case. It's the first of two at home. It concludes the homestand that is on Friday uh, in a nationally televised game against the San Antonio Spurs. But David Wesley's here to talk about tonight's game against Detroit and what's happened with this Pelicans team, uh, unable to win since the uh, trade deadline and, of course, the All-Star break. And hopefully things can get right here quickly as New Orleans is four games out of the Western Conference playoff picture entering tonight's play. John DeShazer is uh, on his way to Indianapolis. He's a part of that crew I mentioned heading for the Combine. He'll be with us later in the week, and we'll talk more about that later on in our podcast today as well. But without further ado, David Wesley from Fox Sports New Orleans. We'll tee up a Wesley Wednesday after our first timeout. You're at a dinner party. You're seated next to a loudmouth. Plus, there's no bread. Why is there no bread? Myrtle the family chow chow seems very interested in you. But you're allergic to Myrtle, and you left your inhaler at home. But it doesn't have to be this way. We're in the night with the New Orleans Pelicans facing off against the San Antonio Spurs Friday, March 3rd. Do Friday right with 80s night at the Smoothie King Center. Visit pelicans.com for tickets and win the night. We all know Saints fans are humble, hardworking, likable, and the most devoted fans in the league. All of that takes energy. The energy you get from a warm bowl of Campbell's Chunky Soup. Its meaty goodness fuels the greatness of Saints fans everywhere. Try the delicious Chunky Chicken and Sausage Gumbo. Just visit your local Winn-Dixie and ask for Campbell's Chunky Soup, the hearty way to fuel your game, and the official soup of the New Orleans Saints. Auctioner believes the best way to predict the future is to invent it. 
Here, our doctors and staff are changing lives day after day. Every week, I'm operating on babies who are days old with hearts smaller than walnuts. We're giving these kids a life they wouldn't otherwise have, a chance to grow up. Sometimes cancer patients come who were told they were out of options, but Auctioner has the most clinical trials in the state. It's amazing to be able to give second chances. We're always a step ahead, even with simple things like getting you in to see a doctor today versus a week from now, so what you have doesn't become something bigger. It makes a difference. Every day, Auctioner is creating a better future by looking forward and thinking differently to find life-changing solutions. That's healthcare with peace of mind. Appointments are available today. Call 866-AUCTIONER or visit auctioner.org. Guess what day it is? Hump day? Well, yeah, and it's Wesley Wednesday on the Black and Blue Report. All right, Pelicans and Pistons tonight at the Smoothie King Center. We uh, resume play here, obviously, after a little Mardi Gras break. And the Pelicans find themselves four games back in the uh, Western Conference playoff standings. They've yet to win a game uh, since the uh, Boogie Cousins acquisition. With that, we welcome in David Wesley for a Wesley Wednesday. Uh, David, other than that, how was your Mardi Gras? It was good. You know, I got a chance to go out to the uh, parade yesterday morning and uh, had a really nice day out there with the family. And uh, that's about all I need. I'm, I'm not a huge parade guy. Um, I'm not a huge let me catch a ton of beads guy, but uh, it's festive. It's fun. A lot of people out having fun. And as long as you don't have the the few knuckleheads that, that, that ruin it for a lot of people, then usually you have a pretty good day. Well said. I think you, uh, I think you hit it right on the head there, no doubt. Um, let me start with the big question. Why haven't the Pelicans won since the All-Star break, David? Well, I, I think, uh, you know, a number of, thing, number of things that kind of jump out at me. Um, you know, the offense isn't at the same pace, and this team really tends to struggle in the half court. Um, DeMarcus Cousins has been in foul trouble, which hasn't given him a full uh, kind of go at it, even though he's scored well, he's produced well. Um, but trying to find those rotations and, and combinations that work, haven't really had a chance to materialize, you know, in this early going. Um, and shooting. We gave up a lot of shooting to get DeMarcus, and that is jumping off the page right now. In the three games, we're shooting around 25% from three-point. We were up to about 35% for the season. So it's uh, – and, and probably over the last few months, it was even higher than 35%. So mm-hmm. um, that's, a, that's a, a big part of – of, of the problem, and then defensively, pick and roll. It's given the Pelicans fits. That roll guy being up on the guard, coming off the screen, those things have, have been a little bit of a problem, and somehow they have to find a way to fix that, and I don't, I don't know how they'll do that. Hmm, interesting. If we were to polish here a little bit more, uh, or I guess maybe kind of move some stuff aside. Are you seeing things, though, David, in these last couple of games that would lend you some faith in that this team is about to turn that around or that there's something new about them that will serve as a positive? Well, I, I did uh, the ability 
uh, before DeMarcus fouled out of the last game, they threw the ball in the block, and he went and got buckets or fouls. To me, that's that's a winning recipe. That's you need that at the end of games. If you can count on somebody that that can go get you something, whether it be a foul, free throws, um, a basket, or kick it to a wide open shot, um, that's that's a winning recipe down the stretch if you keep it close. So. Um, you know, I really think that's a, a positive. I think they're rebounding uh, well at times. Um, um, I think Drew Holiday hasn't quite got to his level of play yet, but I think his last game was better. Um, and, and those things are those things are good. But still, you know, when you have two guys putting up close to sixty points where does your other scoring come from and who is, you know, who has been able to do that through the course of their short careers uh, is, is bring you that. And that's on a night to night, who is it going to be kind of basis. And that's the inconsistency you find in this team from night to night. David, you played the point, you played the off guard uh, during your days. If Drew Holiday came to you this week and said, Hey, Dub, I got this new situation here. Is there something I can do differently or maybe that um, that we can exploit here? What would you tell Drew specifically to him? I, I would I would specifically tell him to do what he does and pick and choose, uh, you know, his driving attack a little better. I think a lot of times he forces the issue trying to knife between two guys when there isn't really – a lane there to drive and those are causing live ball turnovers and layups on the other end. Otherwise just get comfortable. I mean, these two guys that you're playing with are the best at their position in the league. They're going to create situations for you that allow you to start off minimum 10 points a game. Then your ability is going to get you the other you know, six, seven, eight points a game to where you're averaging 18, which is a good number mm-hmm. for Drew. So if, if he just allows these guys to kind of, kind of do what they do and then play off of that, he's going to be a lot more comfortable and not feel like he has to be the guy that goes and gets buckets. The buckets are going to be there. Now, can you hit the open shot when you get it? That's going to be another thing. It's, it's one thing to be a volume shooter in college and then come into the league, and now you're getting a shot ever so, every so often. So it's, it's a little more difficult, and a lot of people, a lot of players find their niche in doing just that where they shoot a, a really good percentage. If he can figure out a way to do that, and he doesn't have to just be a jump shooter. He can drive the clothes out, get to the basket, and make things happen. So – um, there are opportunities out there, and there's going to be a ton of them. Uh, it's just can you make the most of those opportunities when you get them? David Wesley's with us here on a Wesley Wednesday. David, of course, all this changes tonight because DeMarcus Cousins has to sit due to a one-game suspension against Detroit this evening. So, you know, we've said all this about what these new this new-look Pelicans can do, yet they have to kind of make an adjustment here into a game tonight against the Pistons. How uh, How cruel it is, isn't it? 
It, it is cruel, uh, you know, and I and I completely when you look at that situation so early in the game. Um, the only thing that I can say is Demarcus is going to have to live with, you know, the situation he's created over his first seven years, and that's they're looking for him to to be confrontational and he bumps and he, and he, and he's grinding in there and, and there's going to be big bodies and flying parts. And um, I didn't think either one of them really deserved a technical, I, you know, and, and, you know, of course that's my opinion. Um, you know, I've been watching him as, as a player and paying attention for probably the last two years when I'm saying, all right, I can see he's trying and some of this, Maybe you let go. Maybe you give him a chance to turn the other way. It's a little bit harder. It's a little bit harder. He's gone at refs. He's gone at players. And this is the kind of the thing that he has to deal with. But tonight, the Pelicans are going to have to find a way without the guys that they gave up for DeMarcus playing that small ball lineup to, to, to win a game. They're running out of time. We keep talking about it. And to start in the DeMarcus era, 0-3, um, it has really made their challenge a lot a lot harder. Uh, you needed to win the Dallas game. You needed to win one or two of the other games um, in order to stay in striking distance. I, and I think it, it's going to be a real tough uphill climb from here. Yeah, I agree. Um, I almost feel like, David, and you correct me if I'm wrong, which I'm often very wrong. Uh, as far as like a game like tonight, I almost feel like Anthony's got to get 40 and Drew's got to get 20 plus. Otherwise, you you don't have a shot. Is that being unrealistic? Well, there are two guys that can that can get it. Uh, you may need 40 and 30, um, and you may need to play them longer minutes than you wanted to. Um, this is obviously with with Detroit just under 500, a team that's that's capable of um you know and they're fighting for their playoff lives as well they're not a good road team the pelicans are just two games under 500 at home so they have to find a way to grind this out and win this game um and 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 yes it may take 40 from anthony it may take 30 from from drew but still, the other guys have to come with a with a fire and a determination to say, you know what, I may only have ten, but I'm a fight for those ten. And um, can they get that? Who will that be? Will it be a collection of guys? Um, it's kind of hard to say. Yeah, it really is. And uh, and to uh, remind our our friends here listening to our conversation, David, between now and our next Wesley Wednesday. Games against the Spurs, the Lakers, and the Utah Jazz. Um, two of those three can make you weak in the knees just on the surface. Yeah. I mean, the Spurs, Utah, um, obviously, um, you know, teams that are, are playing well and getting better by the, by the, uh, as they go. Um, the Spurs have found a way to lose a Hall of Famer and still go out and probably get 50 wins again um and and obviously utah is that new up-and-coming team that that um that is that is playing well as well um the lakers you never know what you're going to get out of that team either 
but they're capable and they're pro players. And if you go in there with the wrong attitude, the Pelicans have struggled on the road, uh, long flight out to LA, um, you know, they could find themselves in, in even bigger holes. So, you know, um, this is not going to be an easy next four games. Um, but again, you know, it, it's, you know, if, if, if you go out there and you play hard, you live with it. But if you don't, then guys like us will, will criticize and, and talk about what should have been. Um, and that's, that's kind of how this season has gone. It's what should have been who you should have beat um, as opposed to, yeah, we played really good and, and we lost to a good team or, we play really good and, and beat a good team. So that's just kind of how it's been this season. Yeah, no doubt. Hey, let me ask you real quick, because the Spurs are four back of the Warriors, and now Golden State will do without Kevin Durant for the next four to six weeks. Are the Golden State Warriors in danger of not having the number one overall seed? I think I think so. Um, and, and, again, they gave up a lot of, of their grit and grind to get Durant. And now they have to play without Durant and the guys they gave up that made them so good. So they're going to struggle, um, and they could probably finish these last game, these last whatever games they have left, at 500. And yes, they will lose the, the top spot if they do. But it's a good team. It's a team that that knows how to play, knows how to to um, to play together. Um, can they get the production that they've been used to, and can they get the stops that they? that they need um that's going to be a thing to, to watch for going down the stretch but you know you put curry on the floor with with clay thompson it, it's it's a tough duo to beat um and um you know i don't know who they have remaining on their schedule but um you know maybe they have a lot of home games maybe they have a lot of sub 500 teams that they can kind of feast on while duran is out no doubt that's David Wesley here on a Wesley Wednesday. Of course, he'll be on the air tonight on Fox Sports New Orleans. There is no other member of our broadcast crew, radio, or television that can provide the insight that he does. David, with that, I say thank you, um, and I'm glad you survived Mardi Gras. And uh, I'll look forward to seeing you this evening for uh, I think it will be an interesting game. I, I think so. And I was I, sadly, I was looking forward to DeMarcus and, and Drummond down there. Uh, rolling around in the paint, but um, unfortunately, we will not get to see that. And and this being our last time seeing Detroit, I guess we'll have to wait till next year. If two men like that are rolling around in the paint, are, is there any paint left at the end of the night? Uh, no, it's all scuffed <laughs> and, and scraped off, and 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 body parts flying everywhere. But I, I like that. Yeah. I, you know, I like the way Demarcus plays, and I like what he brings. So uh, I would, I was really looking forward to that. I, I was too. Uh, We'll wait for Friday against San Antonio. Uh, Have a great rest of your Wednesday, David. And as always, thank you, sir. Yep, thank you. You have a good Wednesday as well. Thank you. David Wesley with us. And we've got more still to come here on this edition of the Black and Blue Report. Win the night for the entire family with a Pierre's Party Pack. Ticket packages are available for select Pelicans home games throughout the season and include three or more tickets, combo meals, and an on-court free throw experience with Pierre the Pelican all for as low as $48. The next Pierce Party Pack night is Friday, March 3rd against the San Antonio Spurs. For more information and to plan your next winning night out with the gang, visit pelicans.com today. Are you ready for a new challenge? Set your goal and go for it with the Smoothie King Change a Meal Challenge. 
Just change one meal a day with over 20 delicious meal replacement smoothies, all under 400 calories per 20-ounce cup, and sip your way to your goal weight. With flavors like pineapple mango, strawberry blueberry, dark chocolate banana, and more, it's easier than ever to reach for your goal. Take the Change a Meal Challenge, only at Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. Take the challenge as part of a low-calorie diet and daily exercise program. Weight loss depends on individual needs. We call it No Appointment Radio. You're listening to the Black and Blue Report. All right, welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. As promised, we're going to continue uh, with some talk here regarding not only the Combine, but of course our LSU Tigers up the road in Baton Rouge. Kind enough to join us because, frankly, I need an expert in this uh, category. That'd be Ross Dellinger, who is and is also the beat reporter for the, for the Advocate. Ross, always great to have you. I appreciate you coming on with us today. No problem. So, obviously, the combine is uh, going to heat up here uh, in a matter of minutes, perhaps, uh, but certainly over the next couple of days. And LSU uh, certain, uh, certainly figures to uh, be a prominent player in this mix. At the top, I guess the conversation starts with Lennon Fournette. Am I correct in saying that? Yeah, I think so. He's the one that uh, you know garners all the spotlight uh, and has for you know, probably since he was in ninth grade, it seems like. Um, you know, it's been it's been a while of, of, of uh, Leonard in the in the spotlight, and and he'll have more of that this week, and and he'll have more of that you know at LSU Pro Day in about a month, and then on to the draft. Um, you know, it's it's funny all the attention is on Leonard, but uh, and I think most scouts would say that safety Jamal Adams is a is a guy that uh, could be picked actually before Leonard in the draft, but. There's no doubt that Leonard Fournette and Jamal Adams are kind of, when you look at LSU's guys, kind of 1A and 1B. And so, Ross, when you talk about those guys and what they've already proven, I mean, what what does the combine do for those two individuals? Well, I think, you know, everybody certainly has their eye on uh, on Leonard's 40 time. You know, he's a big guy. I saw he weighed in at the combine at 240. Uh, that's probably... On the high side, I think a lot of people were probably a little surprised by that, especially after his dad told me uh, last month that he was down at 227. So, you know, um, that that was a little surprise. So how fast can a 240-pound man move? Uh, you know, Leonard has proven that he can move pretty dang fast on the football field. But, how you know, how what can he do, you know, in this pressurized environment where you're just running – you know, a 40-yard dash a couple times. So everybody's kind of got their eye on that. And, um, you know, I think 40 times certainly can make or break a, a prospect, as crazy as that is to say. Uh, you know, for Jamal, I, I don't know what uh, Jamal, how he could really hurt himself. Um, he, I think scouts and, and guys um, around the NFL really li- like him. And when you sit down and you, you talk to him in a room, and you see, I think, how smart he is and how football smart he is and how kind of goal-oriented and just, just overall together he is. Uh, you're blown away. And uh, I, I think that, um, you know, you're, you're looking at a guy who you really – it's going gonna, it's gonna to be hard for Jamal to, to hurt himself. And, uh, you know, I think the big one when you look at LSU's prospects is Trey White. You know, he's a guy that's cornerback that's on the – on the edge of the first round, you know, some people have them high first round, others have them a mid, you know, high second round. So he can, you know, you would think again with that 40 time, depending on what it is, 
and he's not a burner by any means, but uh, he could, could certainly help himself and potentially get into more conversation about being a first-round draft pick. Money to be made, obviously. Okay. Uh, you know, when you talk about just even those three guys, uh, and we'll go over maybe some of the other guys here in a moment, but Ross, whether it be this year or over the last couple of years, what have you noticed about the LSU guys and if there's something in particular that they all share in common as they head into this next phase of their careers? Well, um, certainly all of them, uh, just the, the sheer speed in, in athleticism of, of LSU's prospects, specifically when you look at the skilled positions at defensive back and receiver. Those are the two positions where, gosh, LSU guys come out and they might not have had even great um, or even good college careers, and they come out and they 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 run these crazy times, and and uh, you know they end up you know picking decently high, especially for a player who didn't have a great college career, and they go on to have these great careers in the NFL. Um, it, it, so it's just, those two positions are what LSU has excelled at producing. So much of the last three to five to seven years, um, kind of what's been missing is those defensive linemen. LSU seems to have uh, produced, you know, uh, seven eight years ago over the last probably half decade. That's kind of dropped down. But you still have those skilled positions, those receivers and defensive backs, and you're going to see it at the combine. You know, you're going to have um, we, we talked about Jamal Adams and Tredavious White, but. Dwayne Thomas, a guy that was really LSU's fifth uh, defensive back, came in on the nickel package for the Tigers. Didn't didn't play a ton, kind of a, a reserve for you know a role player a lot of his career. I mean, you've got sites projected that he's a second, third, fourth round draft pick, and so it's stuff like that. And then Trayvon Durrell, of course, and DJ Shark, or or uh, excuse me, Trayvon Durrell, Malachi Dupree are two receivers that'll be competing at the combine, and they had they had good college careers, not great, but good. But they end up going to these combines and just show off that that talent and that speed, and, and that's certainly something to watch. Let's make let's have you make a prediction here. Which of those guys turns the most heads over the next three or four days? You know, um, it, it's obviously tough to say Leonard or Jamal. Those guys have, have turned heads for so long and top ten, top fifteen picks. So. If I'm going to go with anybody, I probably would go with someone like Malachi Dupree. Um, you know, he, he, again, had a good, nice career at LSU. Um, a lot of people thought he should have stuck around for his senior year. But he is really, really talented. He has made some you know, really impressive catches. He's got some drops now, too. But um, he's really made some inc- incredible catches in his career. He's, he's going to he's, – he's fast. He's going to – Probably, you know, run run the forty in a, in a nice time. He's a guy I can see turning some heads. People people thinking, well, you know, who is who is this guy? Um, you know, and I, I could definitely see that happening. How much does LSU sell the fact that they're able to produce the talent that they have for the NFL, whether it be the sheer number of combine prospects or the guys that actually do land on NFL rosters? And what does that translate to as far as? restocking those positions for a program such as uh, the one up there in Baton Rouge? Oh, it's huge in recruiting and, and Ed Orgeron and, and before him, Les Miles, of course, has uh, both talked about that in the past at length that 
they use uh, LSU's, you know, kind of historic success in the combine and in the draft and in, in you know, and then in the, in the actually NFL uh, as, as a recruiting tool. And there's no doubt. I mean, they, they push it. They push it to prospects. Um, you know, Les Miles and his staff were not um, – they were not shy about admitting to – reporters and, and specifically me on on several occasions that they go into a home to recruit a prospect and they tell them look you you come to LSU and you can leave before your senior year we're going to have you ready as a junior to leave to the NFL draft that's a promise we're making to you so they they use that in recruiting that, that they can get a guy ready in three years and um that was <laughs> they they probably regret that in some way because yeah. So many players over a, over a four or five year span, uh, from about eleven to fifteen, uh, left, you know, early. But they kind of sold that. They it was kind of their own fault. They kind of recruited that way in selling the fact that come here and we'll, we'll get you to the draft in three years. Incredible, uh, double edged sword. And I'm sure you hear from LSU fans all the time. Do they see this as a source of pride or in some ways a source of frustration? that they can't have more success as a program when they produce such talent? Well, certainly it's, it's frustration and um, the fan base, and you, you, know, you certainly hear the national media too. I mean, there's a uh, frustration level in, in kind of a, a uh, you know, you know guys, people are baffled, you know, especially nationally. They don't know how to make, they don't know how to, what to make of this. You know, LSU is producing all these guys that go on to sell NFL, NFL careers and, and go on and, and run all these fast times at the Combine. And, and at LSU, they, they do good maybe, and some of them do great. But there's just, you know, overall, it, it just it's not uh, – it doesn't equate, you know. And, uh, of course, a, a lot of reasons for that, if, as you can look over the last 10, 12 years, is, uh, is the quarterback position. And, uh, you know, that's something Ed Orgeron and his staff know all about. Uh, they are, you know, they are uh, out to, to fix that problem. Ross, one last question. You talked about who may go higher than the other or, or who may have the better combine than the other. But if you had to predict right now uh, which of this group uh, perhaps will have the best NFL career, would you be able to answer the question, if so, who? I would probably say Jamal Adams. You know, he's a guy that's safety from Texas, uh, had a three-year run here at LSU that um, was was pretty pretty incredible at times, an All-American, All-SEC type career. Um, you know, he's a guy that um, when you when you really uh, sit down again and, and kind of talk to him, you, you realize he is just – he has got this focus, um, you know, and then, of course – the talent on top of that and the drive to work and be the best, um, you know, it's him. And you look at, you look at the track record of LSU defensive backs in the league. And of course, you know, you, you, uh, you, there's so much success. There's so much a history of success. Um, so all, all these guys certainly could, could end up, you know, doing really well. No and, doubt. Uh, I could, I could certainly see him doing really well, but, uh, Jamal, if I had to pick one, Jamal would be the guy. Okay, there you go. Ross, uh, folks want to follow you on Twitter. How do they do so? Uh, you can follow me at Ross Dellinger. Just my name. 
perfect. That's so easy. And by the way, you helped me yeah. out a lot today. <laughs> I know a lot more than I did at the start of this conversation. I appreciate that very much. No problem at all. There he is. Ross Dellinger, beat writer for LSU on the Advocates Beat. And we'll take a break and continue after these messages. It's time to win the night with family and friends with your New Orleans Pelicans. New season ticket holders coming on board for the 2017-18 season will get their next three games on us, including free beer and pre-game warm-up access with the team. This offer is only good through March 3rd, so call 504-525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com today and win the night. We all know Saints fans are humble, hardworking, likable, and the most devoted fans in the league. All of that takes energy. The energy you get from a warm bowl of Campbell's Chunky Soup. Its meaty goodness fuels the greatness of Saints fans everywhere. Try the delicious Chunky Chicken and Sausage Gumbo. Just visit your local supermarket and ask for Campbell's Chunky Soup, the hearty way to fuel your game, and the official soup of the New Orleans Saints. It's Pelicans game day. This is the Black and Blue Report. Big thanks to Ross Dellinger today. Of course, you know, he's an expert on the LSU situation and those fellas heading up to the Combine. So, look, when I don't know what I need to know, go get somebody that does. And Ross Dellinger certainly filled that for us today on the Black and Blue Report. Our Combine conversation really gets going and focuses in on the Saints and what's happening with uh, the New Orleans contingent as John DeShazer will be with us on the Thursday and Friday edition of the Black and Blue Report uh, from Indianapolis. Thanks again to David Wesley as well. Catch him and Joel Myers. Jen Hill, too, on the Fox Sports New Orleans broadcast of the Pelicans and Pistons tonight from the Smoothie King Center. Pre-game coverage starts at 6.30, tip-off just after 7. And then on the radio side, of course, we have our own Daniel Salerson warming things up for us at 6.30 Central. And then a tip-off just after 7. I'll have the call for you again from the uh, Smoothie King Center in downtown New Orleans. Tomorrow's Black and Blue Report, as I mentioned, John DeShazer. We'll also preview the Alvin Gentry Show, which is yours tomorrow night. And that, of course, involves a recap of the uh, of the action tonight against the Pistons and how things stand with the Pelicans with regard to the standings after tonight's play as well. I haven't even checked yet. I, don't, I almost don't want to because I'm so focused in on New Orleans. But um, Daniel will help. We'll be scoreboard watching pretty much every night now the rest of the way. We've got to keep an eye on a, a gaggle of teams right now. Leading the way still is Denver holding on to that eighth playoff position in the Western Conference. With that being said, I hope that you have a great rest of your Wednesday. If it's Ash Wednesday, certainly our thoughts are um, alongside you uh, as you begin the Lenten season today. And uh, certainly, we, again, thank everyone who uh, helped every. Everybody in our city and our region have a great time throughout the All-Star weekend and, of course, Mardi Gras. Uh, I think a lot of folks today are taking a very big collective breath. (laughs) And that may continue throughout the week. We'll be with you, though, and uh, thanks again for making our podcast a part of your day. For all of us here at the Saints and the Pelicans, I'm Sean Kelly. See you next time on the Black and Blue Report. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report, presented by ABC Insurance Agencies a better choice for insurance. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at noon central or at your convenience exclusively online at pelicans.com and neworleansaints.com. 
Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.